Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Yeah. 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 Classic maximum justice. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Good evening, Los Angeles. How the bloody heck are you? That's good. What a way to start a podcast. Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time episode. This is the last fucking one. We are done. I'm standing. This is unprecedented. Who considered a time like this? We just, it's gone now. It's done. We're finished. Take a photo. Take a video. I don't give a shit. I want to see some phones in here. This is an auspicious occasion. Before I get too elated and too deep into it, can we please welcome to the stage an incredibly special guest joining us this evening on the 60th watch. First for him, it's Matt Gawley, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Hi. Oh, I am so thrilled to be here. Standing too. I'm going to stand. I was afraid I wouldn't have that much to say about this film when it started. It has broadened my mind. I have oh, so much to say. All right. So much to say. That's good, man. Yeah. Because Th- I have nothing left. That's okay. I've got a chart. I've got a timeline. All of these represent uh, at least a half hour. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast. This is like this specific episode uh, dedicated, I think, I mean, to Matt's notebook, but also I think a little bit about feelings. I want us to talk about our feelings. <laughs> In there, you were all feelings. So yeah, I'm, I'm full of feelings, sure. <laughs> it's just not what I imagined. It makes <laughs> sense. Of course we talk about our feelings. How do you feel, guy? So good. Yeah? <laughs> Literally as good as I've felt in four years. Yeah. It is... Um, the sweet release, isn't it? It's. Uh, I feel like we've tricked death. You know, the, the Grim Reaper came and tapped on our shoulder and was like, uh, "Time to go, boys." And we were like, "Fuck you, dude." We're I was bouncing. Saying that, that you guys are serving hell on earth now, and you will be rewarded in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you seem thought. pretty confident about that. I, no, 
know, I know for a fact. I got a line on this. Yeah, this is happening. It's very, it's good, man, because you know I don't really think too much of it, but now. <laughs> so look, if this is your first time tuning into the worst idea of all time, this is a podcast where in Guy Montgomery, international piece of shit, and myself. <laughs> Watch and review oh the same movie. What are you? Are you just yourself? Yeah, I'm just... Tim. I'm an international piece of shit. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Because you moved to New York. And you want to know something else? You're a real piece of shit. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think you should also be something. You're, you know, you're nationally okay. <laughs> Great serve, mate. That's a decent burn. I got you, man. This I got a, your <laughs> number, motherfucker. This is a this is a podcast uh, which has been parading as a film review podcast. Where Guy and I watch the same film and review it once a week, every week for a year, except in the years where I penalise us for uh, letting uh, letting lapse a few weeks in between takes. But in actual fact, it's a podcast about feelings. <laughs> so here's some of mine. Elation. Joy, uh, happiness, release, and don't do that. <laughs> Gross loss Rele- Release isn't a feeling. Isn't it? Yeah, and you don't see many of those. <laughs> what do I see, Matt? Just ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you know, I know I mostly people, I, people are listening to this mostly, but... We must make mention of your shirt. I'm ready. I'm ready. I bought this shirt because it reminded me of SpongeBob so much. And so you saying I'm ready is like perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're ready to go. Like to cross over. (laughs) Is that not the loudest shirt you've ever owned? Yeah, I actually think it is. And I bought it just today, just for you folk. Well, mainly myself because I get to wear it. But uh, I, I thought, you know what? Time for a fun shirt to celebrate an auspicious occasion. And, uh, and so I didn't. Here it is. It's got a lot of jellyfish and some crazy colours. And the gentleman who sold it to me gave me the backstory. And it turns out it's from a company uh, which became famous in the 1940s for really pushing the envelope on Hawaiian shirts and their <laughs> colour palettes. <laughs> I was intrigued, fascinated and captured by this old man's tales of days gone by and colours that we haven't seen in fashion for a long time. And there I was, a sitting duck, a foreigner who had changed his money for an indiscriminate exchange rate and just started throwing notes at him. How much is the shirt? I never said. <laughs> just started throwing money and he said, great, love what you're doing here. And then eventually uh, my wallet was empty and the shirt was put in a bag and yeah, I was on my way. I actually, I was going to say this, but I, uh, I was in the same shop with Tim. You guys met the ghost of Tommy Bahama? <laughs> yes. He's taking a pretty powerful physical form. <laughs> and he's peddling some, you are some ready. pretty fine wares down wherever the fuck Romancing the Bean is, which is <laughs> the cafe from the movie that Tim and I went and had a lovely breakfast burrito at this morning. And, oh, and first of all, the breakfast burrito is nothing but egg and cheese. Which is not enough ingredients. <laughs> it's a breakfast egg. 
but didn't even provide hot sauce, which was intriguing. Yeah. Everything you know, you can't have like three white foods: egg, burrito, <laughs> and cheese, and not throw a little spice in there. Do you know? You got to have something to break it up. Chuck some veggies in I, there. Yeah. Red onion would have sufficed. Capsicum. Mayonnaise. Ma- uh, no. <laughs> Mayonnaise would be something. <laughs> a little salt. Uh, anyway, look, I mean, I read the Yelp page for that cafe a while ago, and you know, it's, you know, some of the arguments that were laid forth, which seemed pretty wild at the time, now sound pretty all right. Uh, but we, when we were there, we talked to the guy behind the counter, and we said, "Did you know that the f- movie We Are Your Friends was filmed here?" And he said, "Yes, I did. Have you seen it?" And we said. <laughs> And, and we said, yes, 59 times. <laughs> and he said, okay. Uh, yeah, he said, okay, yeah, they filmed in here. Over there, that's where uh, Zac Efron and Emily Radichkowski's characters broke up. <laughs> and Guy said, no. <laughs> That's where they forged their relationship, dude. That's basically where they got together. And this guy went, oh, okay. I've only seen the movie once, but they filmed a bunch of different endings. And then Guy and Maya's imagination <laughs> ran wild. And we locked a stare with this gentleman. Wait, which was, was there a breakup scene that they potentially shot? Yes. So there is multiple endings potentially sitting around in the... Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> But we digress. Anyway, look. <laughs> well, that's a worthy digression, I think. If ever someone was allowed to digress can, can on I, Matt, uh, Sorry, you go. No, look. It's, that's all by the by. No, go. I'll, I'll what go. I was trying to tell you was that if you're gonna at the around. store where you bought that shirt, I yeah. also bought some things. And because you got... I saw what you paid for the shirt, and it's a fine shirt, but that man made a princelessum. And... <laughs> what do you pay? I actually also... I'll never tell. I'll double it. <laughs> I got I got very excited in this store and thought, because it's the last show, I would buy gifts for all of us. And I bought gifts, which I have in my pockets. So they're real warm? Matt, yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah. provide audio commentary for our listeners at home on what guys are attempting to do right now? Well, right now his fingers are sticking in kind of a soiled and frayed pocket. I bought them like that. It's called fashion, idiot. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so I bought gifts for all of us, and the first gift is for you, Tim. Okay. They're all badges, oh, by the way. It's a badge. New cologne, or have you been rolling in dog shit? <laughs> what the fuck? Can I, <laughs> can I say something? Guy bought this at the store and was in the. They were. <laughs> He said to the proprietor, uh, who in retrospect definitely ripped me off of the shirt, I would like to have a look at those badges, but we've got to keep it secret because I'm buying a present for my friend over here. So I was expecting something very specific that relates to me, like some sort of oh, hits on something in my past. This is just a dumb gag badge that you could have given on to the, anyone. Look on the back of it. How much should it cost? Five bucks. Uh, it's not the most expensive one then. <laughs> Ooh. This guy is charging a lot for these badges. Where, what store <laughs> is this? What store? I was don't know. <laughs> There's some billionaire with a vintage store. <laughs> <laughs> Just next to romancing the bean. Anyway, I got one for you as well, Matt. Oh, and this I'm one honored. I think is is uh, is good. Oh, peace on earth. 
Hold on, but oh. is that... Oh, I thought it was in the font of The Hobbit, but it isn't, so who cares? $12. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't choose the prices, man. I just Wait buy the minute. badges. There's a clue on here in the small corner. It just says Gil, G-I-L. Is this a consignment shop where people have little, like, corners and booths? Like, no, this look, is Gil's corner? Uh, it's, that is possible. As far as I could tell, this guy is a billionaire. Gil. Yeah. And he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. This is the nicest inflated price badge I've ever <laughs> received. Thank hey, you. Man. It gets worse. I bought this one for myself. What it is says it? big boy for president. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Let me attempt and to it move cost this me along. $35. No. <laughs> no. There's no way that's true. Really? Holy yeah. shit, Matt Gawley yeah. is confirming confirm the authenticity that. Yep. of that price. Yep. What about this badge? Would Tim, Tim, I got you one more. I, I got you one more badge as well. Oh, okay. There is another one. Oh, <laughs> that's a winner. It's a, it's a McCain Palin campaign uh, badge. Republican ticket from oh our, uh, no 2012 badge. That's great. Thank you, sir. Twelve fifty. <laughs> Eat it, Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, th- thank you so much, Guy. That thank was really you. sweet of you. I appreciate it. It was a bad idea. Yeah. Hey, Matt, can I ask you? Yeah. We've seen... I'll put mine on in a moment. We've yeah. seen the film, uh, uh, obviously, 60 times now. This was your first take of yeah. the Zac Efron slightly indie venture, We Are Your Friends. Uh-huh. What did you make of it? This movie is my worst nightmare. And... <laughs> Not watching it. I enjoyed this process. I, I like watching movies for this kind of reason. Mm-hmm. If I well, Hold on. <laughs> Let's delve into that a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean by that well, exactly? Well, you know, for a podcast, and it's often... <laughs> Guys, just bust out do. a disposable camera to take a shot. <laughs> Such as his boredom. <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm Matt. listening, Matt. I'm just excited. All right, take it easy. Peace on earth, you guys. Okay. Big boy for president. <laughs> Or McCain-Palin. you got to choose a side. <laughs> Where right. do you stand? Um, but if I were to live in this world, it would be my worst nightmare. Mm. I just just don't... I just am tired. It seems tiring to have to live that life. I've got bad news for you, brother. Oh, God. season four? No, I was, you know how there was an after-the-credits scene yeah. where Tanya Romero receives the cash from Zac Efron from him ripping off everyone and yeah. stealing Tanya houses. Romero included. Yeah, correct. Right. There's a, a Blood we money. We didn't get to the after-the-full-credits scene, but that's when it is revealed that we are living in the same universe as we are your friends. No. So I'm sorry for that revelation, but okay. uh, we're in it. Did you no. not see that in titles credit where it says this movie took place in the same universe that you exist in. <laughs> Open parenthesis, we're Matt? talking to you, Matt. They get that specific? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. The original release title of this film was We Are Your Friends, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but they t- some executive Wait, changed Wait, now it. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, oh, got, no, hold hey. on. No, no, no. What is this what? about face, <laughs> mister? This is my friends. nightmare. I like to have friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> This movie is for you. Yeah, it is, my friend. I don't want to be in this world, though. I don't want to live in the... I don't want to run with this gang. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's tiring. I don't like that they're just... They're somehow suffering for something that isn't an art. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who Who did you not like the most? Oh, boy. 
Well, I'm, I made a little chart Let's here. get through some okay. notes, shall so we, man? Let's dive got, into that notebook. You got Cole, you got Squirrel, you got Jarhead and Johnny Depp, right? Can I, hold, it's just <laughs> pres- yeah. I just want to let you know, I'll yeah. be right back, okay. and I am listening the whole time. Okay. Seems suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Okay. These are like character parables or, or archetypes from Train Spotting and Entourage. Have you guys covered this? <laughs> we have not spoken about so this. So Cole is Renton from Train Spotting and Vinny from Entourage. Squirrel is Spud and Turtle. Jarhead is Begbie and Drama. And Depp is Johnny Lee Miller and E. Also, this. I would argue that Jarhead is E and Johnny Depp is Johnny Drama, but otherwise, sir. But he's the tr- they're the troublemakers, the rabble rousers, you know? Well, they are rabble rousers. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> also, I'm convinced that whoever made this film had something Maximum like. Maximum Joseph and Megan Oppenheimer, <laughs> who I should hope are in the audience this evening. Make yourselves known! Chickens. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. He definitely lives here. Anyway, look at he this. Knows. They had these films on their shelf in this order: Train Spotting, Saturday Night Fever, Glengarry Glen Ross, Point Break, Boogie Nights, Usual Suspects, and Back to Train Spotting. Because here it goes. <laughs> it starts with Train Spotting and the voiceover, and you learn the characters. Then it goes to Saturday Night Fever, where you learn the world. Then it goes to Glengarry Glen Ross for the real life intrigue of working day men. Then you go to Point Break for the mentor-apprentice relationship with the love triangle of the girl that belongs to the mentor but wants to be with the apprentice into the fall of the characters of Boogie Nights then to the usual suspect's twist of using everything from the film for your your like denouement and then back to trans, train spotting for the repeat voiceover <laughs> Matt while that is brilliant you have pretty much undercut the last 59 weeks of mine and Tim's life well it's good we're wrapping this up but I have a question for you guys. <laughs> All three of your co-hosts were impressed by that, man. That's great. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. What? I have a question for you no, guys. No, hold on. What? You got a weird look on your face. No. Yes. No, you don't have... <laughs> yes, oh. guy. Oh, is that... A, a third player appears. Third co-host. Is the knife, Gen 3, everybody. <laughs> The audience do not look delighted to see this. Oh, it's hard to think why. Concerned. How have you been traveling with that? Have you been traveling with that? Oh, man. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So, I actually think I uh, told this story in the New York episode, which hasn't come out yet, so I'll forgive you for not having heard it yet. Do you not remember, I know you're such a diehard fan. How could you not remember? It was but two nights ago. I took it through. I had a closed circuit feed of that, so I have heard this. Yeah. Well, you're being very kind to be the audience surrogate there for these lovely Uh, LA people. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the knife, as we all remember, Gen 1 got lost to some TSA agents uh, who were disguised in Australia as Australian customs officials. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that um, the knife gene too was also taken by similar kin when I forgot to put it in my checked-in luggage. But uh, I'm glad to say that for merely one episode, we have the knife gene three joining us. So he's, like you, Matt, making his worst idea debut and exit all on this uh, same show. Tim so earlier described that knife to me today as the bluntest knife that ever knifed. But it's got a good weight to it, so... You can sharpen it things. Smells heavy. 
Hell TV. Yeah, no, I didn't realise we were dealing with such a pro, man. <laughs> Holy shit! Matt's busting out some real stabby knife tricks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt is currently performing some pretty incredible knife work. It's <laughs> not good, man. That's amazing. And you, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, at least let me put the blade away so we don't... No, we'll leave. We'll leave. Uh, we're good? The, yeah, okay. okay. Nothing has ever gone wrong with me a knife just lying around. It's fine. Man, in the same... Okay, so last time I owned a leather jacket, which was one time in my life, someone put it on and it looked fabulous on them and I said, God damn it, now I don't own a leather jacket anymore. That is your no, knife. No, really? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't oh, do I'm what you it. just did. I'm that is it. now your knife. It's found wow. its rightful owner. Oh, thank That's you. That's tremendous. God I will damn. put it on the shelf of podcast treasures. How big is that shelf, you sad Getting man? Getting bigger and bigger <laughs> every week. Hey, so, uh, sorry, getting jumping back into the notebook. I well, love that you've um, managed to absolutely rip apart this film by figuring out which movies it's aping. Yeah. That's great. How? Let me ask you this, Matt. How did a film which did so famously poorly at the box office draw on so many hits and yet miss itself? I don't know. That's a good question. It, it is Thank like, you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like the sum of its parts are somehow less than... <laughs> The total. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's like robbing. a bad bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Too many bits. <laughs> Ruins a bike. Guy, <laughs> do you think that bikes are too complex? Not if you get a good one. <laughs> What's a good bike to you? It's just exactly as many parts. As necessary. Not Are one more or less than you need? <laughs> that sounds perfect to me, man. Is, is, so what, like a bell, like a bell on the handlebars, is that a bell If you need far? a bell, then a bell it shall be. Oh. Are you anti-mountain bike? Are you like... I'm all for mountain bikes if you live in the mountains. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Matt, jumping right back into that notebook... Uh, what else did you have down there, my friend? Well, I have a question for you guys. Okay, so you guys, you did Grown Ups 2, you did Sex in the City 2. Those are clearly, to me, movies that are made for a payday, they're jobbers. This actually seems like someone set out to make a passion piece. How did that... You don't... This, I, I'll say what you will about how shitty this movie is. Someone's heart and soul went into this thing. I'm not saying they were successful, but... Yeah. Or that they had a heart or a soul, <laughs> but it went into it. Yeah. And so that, that, how did you feel watching something like that where this, I, this had to be made by a DJ, right? This is a DJ's movie I made mean, we, by a DJ. We it's know all the, DJ. We, made the, we, we met all the people who made it, uh, except for Maximum Joseph, who we've met in... Maximum his, Joseph. Yeah. He's not a DJ. We know him for his, uh, you know, uh, gonzo television shows. Catfish. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. About cats that like water. <laughs> <laughs> and who might be fish? Well, what no, no, it is definitely a pretty, cats. It's a pretty amazing movie, though, because, I mean, traditionally felines are afraid of the water. substance yeah. we call water. Yeah. A couple of bits of <laughs> hydrogen, one part oxygen. Yeah, yeah. You know what cats call it, though? Meow. 
<laughs> and they fucking hate this stuff. They absolutely hate it. Yeah, I know. Maximum Joseph managed to find some freaks out there in the in the in the big cat world. Do you feel that he he was making something that he considered art? Because that seems absolutely. to be a theme of this this film. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it's felt pretty bad this year, watching someone try so hard week after week. Yeah. And very rarely meet the yeah. standard. And yet it's a movie about that very thing. It's, it's, uh, shit. Yeah. it's true. Yeah. But even within the movie, Zaccoli's character who's pursuing electronic dance music success fails. Even within the film, when he succeeds at the music festival, he fails objectively to achieve that goal of being good at his job. You're it took you right. 60 watches to get such a crystalline observation from the movie. Better guys. late than never. I am so impressed. I've been thinking about this for a while now. <laughs> My word. I'm talking to the audience from here on in. I'm not talking to Guy and Matt. Come on, I'll guys. talk to Matt through the it's audience. The last one. You can do this. Guy. Yeah, we're, no, we're cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> We are your friends, man. That wasn't somehow threatening. <laughs> no, that's just how I say it. <laughs> We're friends. Yeah, yeah. Friends need to say it out loud and gift knives to each other. That's how you know friendship is. We are your friends. Matt, we've got a couple of established benchmarks in yes. this podcast, which we've been, uh, you know, dipping back into the well of throughout the season. And uh, if, Guy, I may be able to count you in. Whoa, you look not happy about this. Are we cool? No, not I'm cool. just squinting, man. I'm oh, cool. Oh, okay. Sweet. All right. <laughs> now my eyes are much more wide open. <laughs> Fantastic. Five, six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. Yeah. I was all over it. So, as we told you, James Reed is from a popular New Zealand rock band called The Feelers. And he's now... Yeah. <laughs> they some good songs. We've got some Cantabrians in the audience. <laughs> right. uh, but no, we don't. <laughs> that fell flatter than anything I've ever said in front of a crowd of 100 people. Uh, but more or less, he gifts... At some point during the movie, he gives uh, Zaccoli the, the gift of a MacBook Pro box, the contents of which are never revealed to us, mere audience members. Uh, and so for this our 60th and final screening of We Are Your Friends, I would really like for you to tell us what in God's name you think is inside of that box. Well, I hope this hasn't been said before because it seems like the obvious choice, especially as they're stealing from all these like seminal films, that it's clearly he's going to open it up and it's just the light from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but what is it? Exactly. No, no, no. People no. don't generally get the opportunity to define what was in the briefcase the whole but, time, but you, Matt, do right okay, now. I guess I do, but let me let me throw this at you. We also talked about you asked me whether or not they actually have sex in that in that scene. You know, yeah. And you, and the, the, we will need to provide a little more context. So it's <laughs> Zaccoli and Somali, uh In one scene, they they hook up at a music festival and they go back to a hotel room, and you know the 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 filmmakers dance around exactly what happens in the hotel room. Rest assured, they may or may not have had sex. <laughs> I asked Matt entirely without sort of suggesting which oh, way to by lean. Fuck you. I was going to let it slide, but no. Fuck you, man. That's fair. Pretty much. <laughs> That's so fair. 
Uh, pretty much, you were going to say whether or not you thought they had sex. Well, I'm not going to say. That's the thing, is that I think that this film takes itself so seriously that the reason I can say it, it's the light from Pulp Fiction is because they're leaving it ambiguous enough as to whether or not they had sex in a way of, like, how did um, Inception end? How Waiting for Godot. Like, this is for you to now... Now we've made our art. Now you put your art on this, did they? You are in this film. You decide whether they conceive a child and it, it grows up with Richard, the dispossessed kid that lives in the home with the mom that... But they fucked. I just... Yeah, just they fucked. This they up. fucked. I they mean, copulate it. They do because Coitus Wes Bentley confirms that later, basically, right? When does he confirm it? Well, he says you fucked. And what? And, and what is said in response? What is? I don't remember. No, you don't. But oh, uh, no, I do. No, his response is times. exactly that perfect ambiguity. Mm-hmm. He went. Yeah. So I guess, in a way, we'll never know. Exactly. This movie wants you fucking to keep idiot. asking the hard questions. You fucking dragged like two smart, funny guests into this dumb idiotic conspiracy theory of yours just to fucking get it. I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, fucking bullseye, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a a gun. (laughs) I do think they did, though, personally. That would be what I would put on it, but Mm -hmm. I think the film itself is saying, we don't want to tell you what to think. That's right. It's that pretentious. This film's saying a lot of things. I don't think that's one of them. Here are some things this film is saying. Top 21, one, boys are dumb. Number two, house music sucks. Number three, EDM, mm, take it or leave it. Number three, people like Johnny <laughs> Depp exist in the world. You just number said two number threes. I know, that's why I'm counting on my fingers to make sure I don't get caught out. That doesn't work because you, just, number you four, just got caught Zach up. Zach Efron's got range. He doesn't just have to be in High School Musical. Number five, Johnny Weston, he can act sometimes, but you know... Not the whole time. Number six. Sometimes within one movie, you can change a character's hair and no one will notice if you put it in one of those transitional scenes. Number seven. Uh, you know what's fun to break up a movie that isn't working too good? Some interstitials involving animation. Number eight. Hey, pumping beat will forgive many script woes. Number nine. Editors. Who needs them? Uh, number ten. Megan Oppenheimer. Her uncle created the atomic bomb and his niece created a bomb of a film. <laughs> number 11. Wait, are they related, really? Uh, <laughs> number 11. It's important to name your film after the title track of said film. That encourages memory on what's going on. Number 12. Just because you've released a film to a lot of cinemas doesn't mean a lot of people will see it. Number 13. <laughs> That's a good one. Emily Radishkowski, actor, model, you decide. <laughs> number it four, can't be both. <laughs> number 14, can you improvise a film in a, a scene in a film that costs multiple millions of dollars to make? Sure, why not? There are no rules. Number 15, uh, poetry in motion can apply to anything if you say it with enough confidence. Number 16, if you run out of things to say in a movie, you can just play some music and film anything you want and edit it together and suddenly you've got a montage. <laughs> 17. Right, 17. 17. If you run out of things to say in a list, you can say anything. And if you use the word poetry in motion, people will buy whatever you're telling them. Number 18. Directing a film is a lot like life. Sometimes people will listen to you. Sometimes they won't. But either way, as long as you have a plan, you might fail. <laughs> Number 19. 
Is that right? 19? <laughs> I would say directing a film is a lot like getting through a list of 21 things. I'm so close. <laughs> Incredibly challenging. Number 19. If you can't come up with a compelling story of a hero's journey, maybe put four central characters in your film and then introduce a whole bunch of secondary characters. Spread the load. Number 20. If at first you don't succeed, make a show called Catfish and then convince some executives to give you money for a motion picture and then fail in such a historic fashion that a podcast picks you up for holding a record for how poorly the financials of your film was and it will gain a second life. And of course, number 21, there is hope for everybody. Of course. Of course. Oh, well, that was very well Because this is highly unorthodox. But this occurred to me so strongly in the film is that uh, what's in that MacBook Pro box? My dudes? My dudettes? My people who associate with neither dudes nor dudettes in describing themselves. What is in that box is hope. (laughs) Truly. And I think that... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And actually, that's what the Pulp Fiction exactly. to me would be. Yes. I don't know. What is more hope? Visu- <laughs> how, how more could you describe hope visually than a, a shining right. light? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's pretty neat and tidy. Matt has described literally what's in the MacBook Pro box, the shining <laughs> light. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm not even on mushrooms this time. That was, that was a real journey. I'll tell you what my shining light was this week, if you're asking, which you kind of are. I've never liked it when Jarhead is tossing a gold bar in the background of frame while Zakoli <laughs> talks to Tanya Romero and begins the process of stealing her house. Mm. He says, but he's tossing a gold bar and he says, Cole, come check this out. Cole, baby. And then the scene continues. And the way he said, Cole, baby, 
this evening. I was like, that is affection. That is friendship. I don't necessarily like you as a person. Yeah. But I now like the fact that you like your friend enough to enjoy calling him Cole Baby in a professional environment in your first week. That's love. He doesn't give a fuck. He's disrespecting his employer by not working at all. His screen isn't like open on a spreadsheet. It's dark. <laughs> he hasn't been on it for five minutes. He's holding not his gold bar. The guy's irresponsible with money. He has found a gold bar in the office, just picked it up as though it's anyone's property, yeah. started throwing it around in his hand, and as if he's not drawing enough attention to how incompetent of an employee he is, he's just like, fuck, I love my friend Cole. <laughs> as much as I hate this job... Hey, Cole, baby. <sighs> and he catches it. Powerful. Yeah. And Powerful then, moment. And then Cole just keeps... He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I don't care if you're friends with me. I'm busy. i got to take this lady's house from her. <laughs> Immediately. And he does. Credit to him. What a brilliant shining light, guy. Thank you so much. Yeah, I guess I really empathised with the characters this week. <laughs> I guess so, dude. Matt, did you have a moment in the film when you were watching that permeated through the fog of maybe not liking it too much into like, that was a cool moment, man. The, it's the most um, realistic vomit scene I've ever seen because there is that sound of like, Usually when you see vomit in a film, it's someone's mouth is full of some substance that they spit out, and it just sounds like they're spitting, but there was like a, a resonant, guttural, like, <laughs> launch pad of a sound in there <laughs> that I have to hand it to. And they didn't show, show him, like, spit a bunch of Campbell's soup out. You just heard that sound. Man, I normally wouldn't put people on the spot, but yeah. you are a noted and gifted improviser, yeah. famous for your roles in Superego Community. Yeah. Drunk history and other things. Oh. Could you please do that sound for us? <laughs> oh my god! That was so much more realistic than I was expecting. And I was expecting something good, but that made me physically ill. Holy shit, dude. That's the point, right? You I are mean, a good sorry. actor. You should have been in this goddamn movie. You might have saved the thing. Yeah. Fucking hell. I game recognized game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so, I mean, for you, was it, do you think that was uh, either ADR or uh, um, some sound effects that got added on later? Or do you think that was Zach Efron just being no, a good I, actor? Yeah, I, I, can re I think that's ADR. But I think it's great ADR. My but by Zach? Like, you think um, he came into table no, with You know else? he didn't no. sing all the numbers on High School Musical on the soundtrack. <laughs> He's been known for using ADR before. Are oh. you, is that true? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> This is how the worst kind of rumors get started. Here's an idea that uh, maybe could have happened. <laughs> I watched that movie like 10 times and someone told me and it stuck with me. You know, I did my research. Are you fucking research. serious? Yes. How do I not know this about you? Yeah. I've never seen High School Musical. You've seen it 10 times? You have another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> not everything deserves a podcast, Matt. Some I think things we, we just keep we'll to ourselves. About that. We are testament to the fact that almost everything yeah. can be a podcast. yeah. 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 Damn, man. Hey, so shit, really? 
Did Zac Efron not perform all the numbers on the soundtrack, or you made that bit up? No, no. I like I, I you know, some things you hear by happenstance yeah. and you choose to believe, and some things you hear by happenstance and you're like, no, nah, I'm either going to research that or just choose not to believe it. This yeah. one I took on board and I was like. I'll tell other people about that. Nice. Be You're part saying of it. he didn't sing it or that he was ADR'd by himself? <laughs> what? Can you? Can one ADR oneself, Matt? I mean, uh, yes. yes. That's what ADR is. <laughs> it's a simple answer. All right, then guys, clearly is, bored with this track. No, no, He's pulled the out the disposable is, camera it's a again. a learning moment. <laughs> Just took a still photo of himself on a disposable camera. Such was the poignancy of the learning guys just experienced. But no uh, I think that someone else recorded the most of his numbers on that movie. Oh, okay. And if I, if I met him, I would not bring it up. I would try and become friends with that guy. Yeah, yeah. He seems fucking awesome. Yeah? Yeah, I like him. <laughs> Can I throw a shining light at you, boys? I would like nothing more. Yeah. Fuck, I love you, Tim. I love you so much, bro. Oh. I love you too, man. It was such a ripe opportunity to call you a piece of shit, and I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's because you're wearing your badge on your shirt, and it's just such a confusing <laughs> one, too. No one who would wear that shirt would wear a badge running for McCain and Palin, especially in 2017. Uh, I don't know if you've met America yet. <laughs> There's yeah, a scene no. in the film uh, which is in the moments, and actually for a bit of context, so I'm really sorry to spoil the film for anyone, but Squirrel dies, and <laughs> immediately before it happened, Matt saw what was transpiring and what was about to be revealed, and was kind of devastated, and I, I, I don't want to talk for you, but I'm going yeah, to continue please. to do so. Yeah. Not devastated at the moment of that character being robbed from us but at the film thinking that it was entitled to kill a central character off like it had earned that I was offended that it thought I cared enough about this character that I would be moved by that you say that now but at the time you said how can you kill him he is the only one I care about well, that that's is true. what you said but that is true but but that like is, is so relative that it's still not enough relative to characters that I not only care about I would go out of my way to write out of this film I think <laughs> if I were the writer I will pay you to try and help you with the script and I'll tell you what everyone's gone everyone's gone <laughs> um, my shining light was in that moment when they first wake up post party uh, there's a, a bit of talk a bit of chatter about a banana and um, the banana is actually in shot, is sort of in f- soft focus in a few of the frames. And I'm so fucking glad we're talking about the banana, man. I've wanted to bring it up for so long, and here you are doing it. Here, here's the thing about the banana. Like, the banana is talked about, and I think it's, it's in focus and maybe a couple of shots that exist on the screen for half a second. But there's also, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know when you do like an over-the-shoulder shot and you got fuzzy for the person who's right by the camera to give you the perspective <laughs> you're looking at someone? It's like they're doing a, an over-the-shoulder of the banana oh. itself. <laughs> So all of a sudden, you feel like, like within the, the film... The I, banana stuck around for its own coverage. Yes. Like, yes. And yeah. it's doing a great job. And suddenly, it could have gone to the dressing room, but it stayed to deliver the lines. From with a the technical point of view, that's absolutely. That's how you get noticed. For, yeah, well, that's how you get work in this town, right? But from an emotional point of view, as a viewer of the movie, you're like, I am now the banana. And in some ways, aren't we all the banana to someone? 
Because what is the banana doing? The banana sacrifices itself in the wake of the party where the boys have poisoned their bodies to the point where one of them is tragically passed away. It's but not that most big of, of a them, tragedy. Yeah. Most of them are just hammered. They've had too much alcohol. And how do you boost yourself back up? You have a banana. It's a good source of potassium. But what happens to the banana? The banana gets devoured. You know? So I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you combine that philosophy with the film language they've used and suddenly it's like they're trying to make us the banana and I, f- I felt like there's something in that for all of us. Yeah, you know? the, the, we are the banana, we are sacrificed, we are squirrel. We are we your are friends. Your friends. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. The other thing with the banana is he peels it too fast. <laughs> <laughs> you see him pick it up. Not wrong. And you're like, yeah, cool. And then, like, there's a shot of someone else, and then a second later, he's eating an open banana. And I'm like, okay, even if you did open it that fast, you would be sweating or looking slightly scrambled. <laughs> wait, how hard wait, you're, you're saying if you, guy, did your best to open a banana as fast as you could, that you would break a sweat or be out of breath? <laughs> if I opened it in less than a second, absolutely. <laughs> There is no planet. You offended that guy so much he left. <laughs> He's like, this is bullshit. That would never happen. I've seen that guy before at Bananas Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> he has literally never opened a banana without losing a third of it in his life. Uh, if I may, Matt, we didn't reveal this. Um, we've met a, a few times now. We've spent a little bit of time together. And what yeah. you don't know about... Guy and I, you probably know that we're New Zealanders and we do podcasts, but we're actually also film executives who are willing to greenlight a project which will catch our fancy. Oh, this is fortuitous. So what <laughs> I would love to try and garner from you is maybe a pitch for a sequel to We Are Your Friends, and Guy and I, as film executives, will assess whether or not it's worthy of our mighty checkbooks. Okay. Uh, he's right, man. <laughs> Great yes ending there from Guy Montgomery. What a... Talented improviser. <laughs> Join the front row to take a photo with this disposable camera. Can you imagine what would happen if we gave him a real camera? <laughs> you know, so when you give a kid a, um, a, I don't know, like a trolley or something, and they walk no, around like, yeah, you didn't give me this camera. I bought it. <laughs> yes. Society gave you a toy camera, my dude. It's because we got to get the real way, ones I from guess. you. I'm doing my best with it. I'm sorry, Matt. This, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, we're billionaires, by the way, <laughs> and we want to make a movie real bad, but it's got to be the right movie. And okay. if you get this wrong, <laughs> I'm done in this town. No, man, but you're gonna have to take this down to the pharmacy <laughs> oh, and get the role developed I will. and bring it back to me without looking at any of the photos. Okay. <laughs> Even My- though some of them are gonna be super interesting, no doubt. My mom has, over her lifetime, taken probably close to a hundred of these things and never ever developed them and there's a <laughs> box of them and so for every Christmas and for her birthday I go like to the only Walgreens I can find that will do these and get her a pack of that turns out to always be black photos or just thumbs and stuff like that yeah. hey that's fucking adorable oh, wow. oh that's cool Alright. So, um, uh, okay. Hello, Mr. Ghoulie, is it? Please come on in. Thank you, thank we you. We have I'm an open door policy you. here. Thank you. I'm a little here nervous. Here at thank Montgomery you. and Bat Film. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Smile <is> real quick. <laughs> and, oh, it's and, just uh, for me. Uh, Please, have a seat. Can I just address this to you? Yes. Okay. And me. Oh. <laughs> 
Can well, I get you a water? I'm supposed to say yes. It shows that I'm oh, not well intimidated. Well done. You okay. passed the first test. Oh, God. All right. Well, You're not going to drink any of it? <laughs> no, I don't have any water at home, so I wanted to keep it for tonight. God damn it. That is charming. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Montgomery, quick aside. We need to let this motherfucker speak. We don't have a lot of uh, time left to conduct our appointments. I want to hear this one out. We haven't greenlit a film in so long. Are you prepared to see what this dude has to say? Yeah, man, but before I do, I've got a long list of grievances to clear with you. Okay, well, this feels like as good a time as any. Maybe your top three. I don't know if I can get it down to three. Thirty, fifty, maybe. (laughs) But three? You know what? Forget about it. Let's get back to this guy. Uh, Mark, is it? What's your pitch? Matt. Whatever. (laughs) Throw it at us. Go ahead, Mr. Mark. It's maximum Matt, okay? (laughs) Well, here it is, 20 years later. Danny Boyle. Sorry, 20 years later from now? Yeah, from now. From 2017. From From 2015. What are we talking about here? The sequel to We Are Your Friends. Oh, I saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what. Stays with you, doesn't it? Didn't love it, didn't hate it. Well, Mm. right. But get ready to love it all over again. (laughs) All right. But he just said he did neither love it nor hate it. Hold on. Let's hear Mark out. How can later. someone love something all over again if they never loved it in the first instance? Excuse Mr. Me? Mark. How did you get this job? I don't know. Ah. Uh, quick aside. I really like this guy's moxie. I like to sing about the moon and the June. Calling out the billionaire financiers. Me like he a lot. Right on. Mark, proceed. Yes. 20 years later. Then when? 2035. 2055? I was waiting. I was waiting for that. (laughs) You literally saw me add 20 to 35. Uh, I'm sorry. Quick aside. Mr. Montgomery, no shit. We've got to get through this, my dude. These asides aren't helping, my friend. Sorry, Mr. Mark. This time, if you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me, then you'll be left alone. So, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. Mr. Mark! Yes, I'm back. 20 years later, 2075. <laughs> Cars run exclusively on rendered down pig tallow. The barren wastelands of Santa Monica have bled into the ocean, and no one knows sea from land. The buildings have crumbled into what looks like cityscapes of giant tombstones, and mankind itself is questioning its own existence. Global warning, my balls, everything's frozen. That's right, it's not what you expected. We have a flashback to 2015 with Zakuli at Summerfest screaming, things will never get better. The title flashes on the screen. Things have gotten worse. <laughs> we are no longer your friends because, well, uh, what's his name? Jar- Jughead? Yeah. Jughead is, Jughead is long since dead. Johnny Depp is running a prison farm. A prison farm. That's right. 
He's what hellish future is this? Yes, he's farming prisoners. Because the prison industrial complex has been so privatized that they need fuel, grist for the mill, so they grow prisoners. I'll be honest, it's better than what I was thinking, which is jails fucking each other and then birthing new jails. There's some of that too. Oh no! Yes. Let me finish. These prisoners are genetically bred to commit crimes at the age of three days old. What sort of crimes can a three Baby day? crimes. <laughs> That's my waddle. Give it to me. No, I steal your waddle. Give me your nipple. I take it. Anyway, that's the prologue. Part one. It's more of an overture, you know? Like, this is a symphony. There are movements, okay? Can I just Love quickly that. say, Mr. Sure, Mike? sure. Gee, fucking whiz, you've got me by the bollocks. Oh, <laughs> We're just getting started, Mr. Montgomery. Mr. Bat. Please, Mark, call me continue. Mr. Montgomery. Okay, I just Mr. did. Mr. Montgomery, Montgomery was, was my father's <laughs> name. <laughs> That's right. You're his son because it's 2075. I'm pitching this in the future. <laughs> or now, who's to say? Zach Efron hasn't aged a day. <laughs> His abs are just as painted on and also real too, but they still paint it on because that's an ego thing. <laughs> and now, he's still a DJ, even though that's an ancient art like the Jedi. It's myth. No one was a DJ. That's not a real thing. It's true, says Han Solo. Who is in this picture? Uh-huh. Han Solo is in this film? I bet he is. <laughs> okay. He's pretty expensive, man. Do we on account of him being dead... Well, the character's dead, sure. But Harrison the idea Ford is, is alive on. in 2075? Oh. I'm sorry. You look super offended by that. Have you seen Harrison Ford lately? Yeah. Anything's possible, man. That's right. He's still landing planes and l- laying Janes. Okay. Now. Nice. Here's what happens. Everybody doesn't believe DJs are a thing. And so in the Bible book of DJs... On Dust Mountain, little baby Jughead from the prison farm is committing rattle crimes left and right until he digs up the DJ Bible and turns to the book of Thump Thump. And in passage 710, where the house man once did do a rave trip, and a baby pacifier and a Mad Hatter hat gave themselves a trip dance. A trip dance, uh-huh. the most famous of all the dances. You're not kidding. And the prophets of D. Antwort and Moby and Skrillex and all that shit come flashing on the screen like some kind of thing you've never seen, you assholes. All of this comes crashing down, and people gather at the mount to see an unaged Zac Efron. If anything, he's a little younger. Put on a DJ set with a I'll set I'll you that's not really him. It's him. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's already signed on. That's the other thing is I've got him. He's attached to this. Okay? Yeah, that's good news. You want him? <laughs> Fucking A. You want him? <laughs> yes, dude. Then we're getting somewhere now. Zach Shut Efron. Up. Yes. You heard Obviously the we want Zach Shut up. <laughs> I'll take him away. <laughs> Don't, Mr. Mark. I'll take him away. Montgomery, silence. Mark. Please. Montgomery is my son's name. (laughs) Mr. Montgomery is my father's name. 
You can call me Mr. Montgomery. Page two. He takes all of the house disciples down to the empty pool of Jughead's house, which is a metaphor for their unfulfilled careers. Then, out of nowhere, a tree branch lowers down and a squirrel comes galloping along it with a little bit of a hat that's flipped up in the front. A little bit of a hat. A little bit of a hat. Which part? <laughs> Let me guess. May I? Brim. Oh, hey, I'm looking for a writer like you. <laughs> you don't need a writer for this guy. You're a fucking billionaire executive. I know, but I want to embellish my creative side. Yeah, ta ta da ta ta da Page 29. The rest so far has just been house music. For, for 28 pages... It's just been house music. You know, that's cheap, huh? Mm-hmm. What's that? Buying house music. Yeah, yeah, it's dirt cheap. <laughs> it's a good deal for us. Mr. Montgomery, am I saying that right? Mr. Montgomery? Please. Shut the fuck up! Mark, please continue! Mr. Montgomery was my father's name. Mark was my father's name. You can call me Mr. Montgomery. You can call me Mark. Well, I'm the knife and also a banana. So check this out, you city folk. I'm sharp and full of potassium. Now let's hear the rest of this film. Cut to the ending. It's Dust Mountain and Bible people love house music. So get ready because this is midnight in the garden of dance and thump. In the garden of dancing. At this point, Zach Efron busts open a chest of references from earlier in the movie. <laughs> and also his own chest and abs that he uses as a literal washboard to go which he samples on his own space iPhone from the future mm. and pumps it right into a MacBook Pro that's just a glowing briefcase. Yes. And then thumps out a beat so goddamn good it'll make you want to wish you were thinking about something. <laughs> yes! And then you hear the sound in a high-tech thumping montage of a switchblade opening, a badge pinning, and a podcast ending. Everybody cries, and the drip drop of a DJ falling on the pad with a boop, boop, boop takes the people home. We are still your friends. Credits roll. Can I say, Mr. Mark? I'm sorry, but I do not want to finance your movie. I understand. I'm a misunderstood Hold on, there genius. are two financiers in the room, and it is going to be a hard pass for me as well. Please see yourself out. The fact that you thought what you just presented was worthy of externalizing is one of the most humiliating facts. I'm embarrassed for you and for any generation that comes of you. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> Fuck you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Montgomery. I think that was the ending Please. I was searching for. Mr. Montgomery, it's my father's name. Hear you me out. Sex in the City 3. <laughs> and scene. Matt Gawley, take a fucking bow. That was very My good, yeah. God, truly. Yeah, take was, a slouch, man. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> that'll suffice. Amazing. Hey, well, I mean, fuck, man. That's really almost... I just want to make sure, because I wrote down some stuff, you know. 
Jesus Christ. Now you're Christ. getting to this? Uh, no, I just want to say this. The thing is, is Matt I would love it. This is, and I, I and knew, because I'd written it. down something that I really wanted to say out loud. And Guy. This, is, this, I wish, more than anything, would hold true for our podcast. Go ahead. I would love if we accidentally didn't record this episode. Oh. Dude, okay, so here's the thing about that. Wait, there's Hilarious a Hilarious possibility, that? but I, there was a moment at the start when we first came on stage where I was like, you know what I definitely should do? Check the recorder. And I haven't done it yet. And I want you to, I mean... That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> so, ladies' choice, would you like me to check it now or after we end? Uh, what were the audience like? Yeah. They want to know. Because if it's not recorded, then how much better was this show than just before? Special, special, special night together. I got good news and I got bad news. Uh, it was just an okay episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we recorded it. Say <laughs> something. Um. I, I thought that this was worthwhile to write down and in retrospect it probably wasn't but I just want to sing Shania's Twain looks like we made it with the two people I have Did you stage. just call Shania Twain? <laughs> what did I yeah, call it? I, I thought that was Shania's <laughs> Twain <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say Shania Twain's what? is the possessive of the song she wrote but did I accidentally attribute the S to Shania's yeah, Shania's Twain which then what pluralizes is it? what is it it's the same thing as Sigourney's Weaver man Attorney's General Sigourney's Weaver Shania's Twain well that'll do for that note uh, you guys ever got a good look at Dwight's Yoakam <laughs> all I know is it looks like we made it yeah. Oh, that's Looks like we made it. it. Look, Look how far, far we've come, come my baby. I'm glad we did and listen. Look yeah. at what is the first city I owned. We would be missing. They said. I'll, they said, they I'll said. bet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We'll never make it, but, but just look at it. This is Twain. It's the worst night to end on. We're good together, still going strong. You're still the one, you're still the one I love. I'm going to record it. Two, the one that I belong to. You're still the one I want for. Life. Still oh. the one. I want. The only one I want. You're still the one I kiss. Good night. You're still the one. Perfect. A perfect end to what has quite literally been the worst experience of my life. I, I mean, we shouldn't say any more because it's all done. Matt Gawley, I would like to ask if you have any final words, and you don't have to, but I would love I would if just you did. Honestly, say in all sincerity, I am thrilled and honored to be your last guest on what is obviously a journey that I can't comprehend, <laughs> and it means a lot to me to be here. And thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, get once more for Matt Gawley. I say. 
the entire time I was watching the movie this evening, I thought to myself, this is how the movie is meant to be experienced. And I don't mean that by saying for the 60th time. I mean, <laughs> watching it, and this is what I felt watching with you, is watching it secure in the knowledge that you will never have to watch it again. <laughs> We really have to wrap it up, will. but in the, in the in the spirit of authenticity and uh, whatnot, go ahead. Okay, good. Got the permission. Oh, it's just an excited point. Yeah, good. So you'd think we'd have this down by now. This you is really me being like wrap it up, baby. I'm ready for you to say whatever. One second. So, uh, <laughs> hey, listen. The podcast has been an absolute pain in the ass in terms of watching the movie, but an absolute joy and a privilege to go into battle with you every week for the last almost four years, which is an insane thing to say out loud and in retrospect. But Guy Montgomery, <laughs> couldn't 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 imagine a uh, a more trustworthy, uh, uh, skilled, uh, beautiful combatant to go up against this enemy with. It has allowed us both to. Uh, uh, facilitate situations where we can meet incredible people like all the people who have turned up in Los Angeles tonight to an amazing venue, Nerd Melt, which is hosted such incredible acts, and, and then some schlubs from New Zealand who came here to be performing on the stage with the likes of, of Matt Gawley for crying out loud. Are you getting emotional, Mr. Tim? No. <laughs> but I will say this. A piece of shit you've been accused of often, and I will confirm that you are a piece of shit. But... I may also say that you're my piece of shit. I'm nobody's piece of shit, and I love you, Tim Bat. <laughs> and, and if I knew you better, Matt, I'd be comfortable saying I love you too. <laughs> love <laughs> you, you piece too. of shit. You're a real donkey dick. <laughs> so, follow your dreams. You can achieve them. I'm living proof. There was a paraphrase Cartman quote, but I think I butchered it. But the point is, keep running. <laughs> yeah, keep running and never stop running. And that was the end of the worst idea of all time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.